Welcome to the Unsupervised Mom Podcast, a weekly conversation about the grins and grime of single motherhood while learning to navigate it God's way. I'm your host, Javon Brown, Christian leader, educator, business owner, and most importantly, mom. I'm not a single mom expert. I'm an expert at being the type of mom God has called me to be. And so are you. I know that God wants us to excel in everything we do. And this includes parenting, even while going at it seemingly unsupervised. For more insights and inspiration, follow the unsupervised mom on Instagram and take this journey with me. While I hope you love listening to and learning from the podcast, it is not meant to be a substitute for a relationship with a Christian pastor, counselor, or physician. Hey, mamas, how goes it? It feels so good to be back and rejuvenated with more of what helps us to navigate this beautifully messy thing called single mommyhood with all the Jesus that we can get. I've honestly spent some time connecting with the father over the past few weeks to gauge what wisdom he wanted me to proceed with. And it required me to shut some blinds, tune out some of that here, there, everywhere noise, and adjust to the channel that he was on for this particular season. And it dawned on me that I was burning both ends of several candles and God started to show me trails of my figurative wax dripping in areas that showed evidence of where I had great intentions as a salt and light sharer, but the dripping was showing me patterns of where I was not prioritizing being poured back into and where I was deficient in rest. And yes, our light has been shining and our salt has the power to be plentiful, but what happens when our lights become dim or when the salt loses its saltiness and the wax, quote unquote, is causing more of a mess than a motivation? So I went to God straight up upset because in full transparency, I was like, God, you gave me this monumental vision. How does one do this without being ineffective, uninspired and exhausted? And it sounds even crazier saying these out loud now because none of those things are what God desires for my life and certainly not yours. And his reply was, I gave you a vision and I gave you rest. So insert all of the crickets because I could not contest with what he was saying. And of course, God knew exactly what to do and what to say to get my attention back on the very thing I tend to displace when the hamster wheel of life is just spinning. So I dove in a little deeper and invited God into this conversation about rest because I want to be able to go about resting differently in this season, and I'm confident that God also wants you to be able to go about rest in this season a little differently. And the hope is that we'll all adopt a different definition of rest and apply it to our lives. So rest is not displacing the responsibilities that we have in Christ to make sound decisions, but it does submit the responsibility to Christ that we have decisions we cannot make without him. So rest is essentially that measuring piece that we need in order to make sure that we're carrying out our lives with sound judgment, with power, and definitely with a heart that is set on pleasing God. It is to say, God You're more equipped than me to do this, whatever your this is, so you can have it and I'll rest knowing you got it. 
and that you got me in the process. So you're this maybe having to juggle several different roles and responsibilities between your personal and professional lives. For example, preparing the kids for a new school year and preparing for a new business quarter or quite possibly owning the discipline needed to commit to an earlier bedtime in order to tackle household needs before your child or children wake up in the morning. It could also be that your health needs your attention, but you have yet to submit your health as a priority because you have so much to get done. We're so wired to have to take care of responsibility after task, after duty. And the truth is that we are human beings and not designed to be robotic human doers. Although doing comes with being. But when we look at being, it's the state of rest that God equips us with when he separated the firmaments and thrust the stars into the sky. Rest is not something that came out of nowhere. Rest is something that God instituted on purpose. And we see this in Genesis when God sat back because I'm a visual learner, I see colors, I see pictures, I feel like the word comes to me in these awesome film reels, and I visually imagine God sitting back on his throne while suspending the universe, and he saw that his creation was good. He agreed with himself about the stillness. So rest is essentially a stillness that should happen after you have served and created. Rest is not just about sleep, although sleep is a form of rest. So if we think about the way God put things in place, if we think about the model that he gave us, rest is an intentional, emotional, mental, physical, and spiritual stillness that is gifted to us. So as we hold the responsibility of having dominion over the earth, which God gave us in the beginning, we are not committing to purpose unarmed and deficient in God's power. I love the idea that God literally says, I have given you to have dominion over the earth, but I'm going to give you some tools in order to do that healthily and successfully and in my excellence. And the way that God does that for us in this particular fashion is to also give us rest. So God gave rest to avoid a few things. Low light impact, meaning he doesn't call us the salt and light of the earth for us to have a low impact with our light and salt. He wants us to have a high impact, but he also wants us to be healthy while having the impact. God also gave rest to avoid spiritual immaturity. When we lack rest, we are not able to make sound spiritual decisions, or at least that the leading of the Holy Spirit is lower when we are at a lower capacity of rest. God also gave rest to avoid lack of safety and lack of peace and overstimulation. We are not safely resting or trusting in God when we are not resting overall. And with the lack of safety also comes a lack of peace and the constant reeling of all of the things that have to get done. God also gave rest to avoid weaponizing busyness. There are times where we institute busyness to make us feel productive, to make us feel as if we're accomplishing things. And God's like, it looks like you're doing really well, but in hindsight, you're not resting. 
And you cannot keep weaponizing busyness to make a, a validation of sorts work for us because God's rest is in fact what brings about that validation. God gave us rest to avoid displaced obedience and weightedness. When God instituted rest, it was also him modeling what he wanted us to follow. He does not want us to be weighed down by the daily ins and outs of this life. And certainly mamas, not single motherhood, even in all of its glorious grin and grime. But God does not want us to displace rest because then that leads to disobedience. And if you have a heart like mine, your intention is to please the father. Your intention is to live a life that remarks itself after his word. But in that, the greater intention is to lead out a life of abundance. And that can only come when we follow God's rest. And so let me show you five scriptural areas where these are proven. In Exodus chapter 20, verse 11, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it, you shall not do any work, you or your son or your daughter, your male servant or your female servant or your livestock or the sojourner who is within your gates. For in six days, the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them and rested on the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. I'm captivated by this visual of God showing us who is affected by a state of rest. Rest is a demonstration of holiness, which for us is living in a way that not only remarks our lives after God's standard, but also his intentions. He was very clear and explicit. He doesn't just want us to be the ones who rest, but he also sees that rest infects our children. It is something that should be contagious. It is something that should that our work and our tasks and our toils need to grab hold to. It is God's way of saying that our devotion to him is established by a reservation or preset rest to give him glory and ensure our lives glorify God. Hebrews chapter four, verses nine through 11 says, so then there remains a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For whoever has entered God's rest has also rested from his works as God did from his. Let us therefore strive to enter that rest so that we, so that no one may fall by the same sort of disobedience. So this is an opportunity to model our lives after God's example which fosters our spiritual safety in Christ and movement with intentional obedience. For God to call us his people means that there is access and an inheritance that comes with being a God child, a child of the king. And one of those things is for us to then be gifted with rest. When we decide that we don't want to strive after rest, we are also limiting ourselves to what it means to strive as a child of God. And in this, we then tend to move in disobedience. Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 says, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. So this is where we get to surrender what weighs us down and what drives us to becoming overstimulated and over-focused and over-analytical and overthinking on what weighs us down. 
It is not God's intention for us to be bogged down by life. Remember, Sabbath was given to man on purpose. And so this surrendering leads to a posture of rest that rearmors us and refuels us for the daily ins and outs of life. With special respect to single motherhood. Being a single mom is not easy, but it's certainly we are equipped when we are hidden in the rest of God to do the daily ins and outs that come with single motherhood. In Isaiah chapter 40, verses 28 through 31, have you not known? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint and to him who has no might, he increases strength. Even youth shall faint and be weary and young men shall fall exhausted, but they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. We are capable of soaring in life in our decision-making, in our judgments, self-perceptions, accomplishments, self-care, mindsets, and in relationship with God and others when we are rested. This is God's way of demonstrating that he is not unrested and is incapable of supporting and helping us where we need it. God in his perfect amazingness is equipped to make sure that when we are deficient in some area, that being rest, when we are wearied, when we are weighed down by a thing, he wants us to know that he increases our might and strength. God's example of rest is also showing us that God has capacity that man cannot ever manufacture. So the expectation of rest is that you are equipped to fly and not fall or faint. This is God's way of saying, I've given you the keys and all I need you to do is put them in the door and open it. John chapter 14, verse 27 says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives, do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled. Neither let them be afraid. So God did not sacrifice himself, mamas, for us to live abundant lives in distress. Those two cannot coexist healthily. There is no way that you are saying out of your mouth that you live in abundance and that you're a child of the king, but then you're in distress in heart and mind and not living out the fullness of God's rest. One will literally be deficient and the other will become the master. And so the question of which of the two are you currently prioritizing is important. Are you really prioritizing the abundant life that you believe that God has given you? Or are you prioritizing being weighed down and in the distress that life presents every day? God has literally given us rest for a reason. And the answer to this very important question came to life for me one recent night. And so my daughter was in her second to last week of camp. And one of the days I picked her up from camp, she looked like her countenance had fallen. I mean, my baby girl was straight up sad. And I asked her what was on her heart and she rushed me to get back into the car because she didn't want to talk about it at the moment. So yes, I wanted to figure it out 
figure out what was wrong with her. You don't want your children to be weighed down by anything, but I respected her needed space as a child. And because I want her to build up the ability to communicate effectively. I wasn't going to rush her or push her for an answer. It's important for us mamas to, in our modeling of communication for our children, we also have to lean into the space that they sometimes need so that they can build up the language to communicate with us about where they are. And so I waited until she was ready to talk about it with a little gentle reminder that I wanted to make sure that she was okay. And this conversation did not happen until we got inside of our place. So the entire car ride home was about other things, listening to music and what have you. But it wasn't until we got home that she was able to pull out what was going on with her. She pulled a broken bracelet out of her bag. And it was had some multicolored beads just sprinkled in my hand one by one. And I was instantly confused because... I don't recall her having this bracelet and you pretty much have an idea. So like what your kids have in their room, what they have, and then you can kind of tell that they've gotten something from somewhere else. At least I know that I'm definitely that mom. And I became curious about how it became broken, just as curious as, as, as I was about where it came from. And this was the moment that God started to tell me to pay attention. I didn't know why, but I was like, okay, father, I'll pay attention. So she expressed that she accidentally broke her friend's bracelet while they were playing at camp and she felt really bad about it. She asked me if I could help her to put it back together so she could return it to her friend the next day. I told her that I would figure it out and we would do our best to return it to her in great condition. I even asked her if she made an effort to apologize to her friend because you wanna make sure that our kids you know, are emotionally sound enough to consider someone else's feelings. And although she did, in her mind, it wasn't enough. In her mind, she was like, I have to fix this. And the fact that she took responsibility to fix it, not knowing how it was gonna be fixed in our own manufacturing, but she held a confidence and showed me, and it showed me how oftentimes we present to God what is heavy on us and how we believe without a doubt that God will fix it. And so I encouraged her that I do my best. And she literally left the bracelet with me. I mean, she put it down and did not ask about it again. I tucked it away in a neat place and began to mentally process, how was I going to fix this? Because we didn't have any elastic string left. I mean, the bracelet was in shambles. The string was broken. While we have, you know, she has little cute jewelry kits and things like that. She didn't have any more string left that would allow for bending and a flexibility. But I knew that we had other types of tools and I was ready to do my best to fix it. So we spent the rest of the evening as we usually do, spending some quality time together and eating dinner and possibly watching her favorite episodes of Raven's Home, Family Matters, or Disney's Magic Bake Off, and then preparing for a good night of rest. So once she went to sleep, I stayed up, as is common for some of us who are juggling mommyhood and other things. And when our children are sleeping, we get to kind of enter in a different type of rest or attention to ourselves. But this time I pulled out all of my tools and strung the bracelet back together with what we had. My girl had no clue that I was working and fixing what was broken. And she didn't remind me about it before she went to sleep because in her mind, she knew that once she mentioned it to me the first time to fix it, that I was going to address it. 
I sewed the beads back onto the string that we had handy and one by one rearranging the colors to match what I believe worked best and then laid the bracelet out to tie its end so the beads did not fall. And in this moment, that's when I felt the impression of God showed me how rest works. It releases us from carrying and gives God access to the carrying instead. So it wasn't just that she asked me to fix, fix it and trusted me to do it. That's how we get to entreat God, right? God, can you help me with this particular area? God, can you cover me in this way? God, I need your miracle. I need your favor. But then it is literally leaving it there for God to operate on, for God to fix. And then trusting that because we've left it there, that God is not going to leave it unaddressed. And so my daughter woke up the next morning, readying herself for camp. I presented the bracelet to her without her asking for it. And she started to glow all bright eyed and bushy tailed. She hugged me tightly and said, I knew you'd fix it, mommy. I just knew it. Thank you. Thank you. And God showed me again that when we rest, we remove ourselves from trying to be him and instead give ourselves permission to just be while he moves in his own sobriety. So it isn't enough to just say, God, I trust that you'll fix it and leave it there. But it's also to trust that God is going to give us the evidence that we need to show us that he has always and will always take care of us. So when you rest in God, you are acknowledging God is not only the great problem solver, but that God is always the great solution. And once you acknowledge this, there is both action and expectation that is required of us. One, we have to turn our attention away from the issue at hand. Two, we have to focus on the rest position that God exchanges for our issues, concerns, and the meditations of our heart. Three, we also have to communicate with God after we've rested and allow him to speak back the evidence he established in the rest. The evidence is in God saying, I'll take care of it because I have already overcome it all. Mamas, my prayer is that you will rest differently in this season, that you won't spend any more restless nights reeling over the things that you have to take care of the next day, that you won't spend your day worrying and building on anxiety about things that are yet taken care of or what time you feel like you've lost or what time you're so focused on recovering because there were some parts of our lives that ate away at our time, that you'll spend the season differently where you're inviting rest into your lives on purpose. And so I'm praying that you will shift your relationship with rest and command that your life prioritizes rest. So you can go after each day that God gives you with full power and might, focus and finish and grace and gratitude. I leave you with this reminder from Psalm 91. You who dwell in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. You will say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Go with God. And mamas, go with his rest. That's it for this week, but that's not all. If you have some ideas about what you'd like to see featured on the podcast, let me know. I have some sweet plans 
but your input is welcome. Feel free to send an email to hello at theunsupervisedmom.com. Don't forget to connect with me on Instagram at theunsupervisedmom, where this important conversation is in full color. The official hashtag for the podcast is hashtag unsupervisedmomlife. I'm your host, Javon Brown, and I'd love for you to subscribe and tell your single mom friends to do the same. Go on over to Apple Podcasts and Spotify to download the show and catch the weekly episodes. I'm looking forward to our next conversation. And remember, Mama, you are she, seen, heard, and enough. I love you. And most importantly, Jesus loves you. Later, y'all.